0: Hi there and welcome to another episode of She Will Not Be Silenced with your hostess Keisha Shields. Today I have another Conversations with Friends and we talk about so, so many things. We talk about um, how it feels to have an inner knowing when it's time uh, for you to move along your path to really put your work out there, to move into a new chapter of your life. Uh, We talk a lot about feeling the fear when there are elements of your life that you want to bring to the light because they are so important to you. Um, We talk about navigating relationships with parents. Um, and the dynamics that can result from that. And there's just so much more that we talk about in this episode. Holistic lifestyle, Maven, speaker, digital storyteller, and marriage champion are just a few ways to describe the talent that is Janae Emily Utley. In 2012, she earned a master's degree in kinesiology with a concentration in exercise physiology. Six months after graduating, she started her own fitness company. Janae's company helps millennial women improve their bodies naturally, as well as improve their spiritual fitness, soul fitness, and entrepreneurial acumen. She is a huge proponent of transparency and encourages her audience to practice moderation instead of deprivation, and to take a holistic and sustainable approach to life. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation with my friend, Janae Emily Utley. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey, hey, this is Keisha Shields. And I am the hostess of She Will Not Be Silenced, a podcast that's by women, that centers women, and that focuses on all things womanhood. In She Will Not Be Silenced, we talk about leadership, business, career, relationships, wealth, you name it. I hope that you can find the courage to own your voice and tell your stories, and that while you listen, you can relax. Hey, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So, I am back with another conversation with friends, and I have my super awesome friend, Miss Janae Emily Utley, here with me. So I'm super excited about that. And I know that you all are going to get a lot out of this. And I hope that if nothing else, you can see yourself in Janae's journey. So Janae, thank you for coming and welcome. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. Thank you for having me. I was like, when I decided to do finally have some obedience and do mm. <laughs> this podcast. I was like Janae was one of the first people. I was like, she better do my podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh so we were just kind of talking about that. So Janae, if you can just tell us who is Janae Emily Utley? Oh my goodness. I am
1: um I'm a lot. So I am a visionary. I'm a speaker I'm a wife I'm a daughter. I'm a child of God. I am um, a woman who has a lot of passions. I'm a black woman who has a lot of passions. Um, And I really, really, I feel like at the heart of what I do kind of goes back to my love and care for people, like my love and care for their health, my love and care for their wholeness. So I am a woman who loves to help people get whole.
0: Tell us a little bit how that has manifested professionally for you. Yes. So
1: um, in college, I was, well, I got my bachelor's in exercise science. And when I was in my um, bachelor's program, I started personal training at this, you know, small gym. Well, I guess it wasn't a small gym, but at this gym in Knoxville. And I would have these clients and I would, you know, get so much joy working with them. And this one client I had in particular, she like always comes to my mind when I talk about this, but she was going through so much. She had so much happening in her life and she would come in and she would work out and I would take her through a workout and we would do all the the things and ultimately she wouldn't get all the... The success that she wanted to see and it wasn't because you know we weren't doing what we were supposed to do in the gym or I wasn't telling her you know outside of the gym the things that she should be doing but she had so much emotional stuff happening so much mental stuff happening that it's like she would defeat herself um not only would she defeat herself like it's just raging amounts of stress and it's really hard for you to heal and receive all of the benefits of hiring a personal trainer or going to the gym or working out at home when you have not yet Gotten yourself together emotionally, mentally, spiritually—it just it doesn't connect well. So I knew from that point that when I, you know, stepped out and did my own thing, which at the time I didn't know what it was gonna look like, I knew that I had to incorporate stuff that was about the whole person, was about the whole for me, the whole woman, because I didn't care if the women that I worked with you know, got their body fat down or got the muscles that they wanted, or they you know, they got the, the Michelle Obama on it. I didn't care about that. If that was the only thing that you had to show for, if you weren't whole, if you were still wrecked emotionally, if stuff would still trigger you, that didn't make me feel good. I didn't, that wasn't a win for me. So that kind of, that's how I kind of like transformed into really
0: being concerned and considering the whole woman. I love that. And like even though like not in the fitness realm, but that same idea um, is why I kind of want I try to tell people that although most of my clients are women in business or I or they're executives or they're women in leadership, the most important for me is the woman herself. Like think about how many women you probably have had as clients or women in your circles um, that you know who they've got one area down pat, right? And like their hashtag goals for so many people. Um, And then you look back and when you get a chance to kind of peek behind the curtain, you realize how much that feeling of brokenness sometimes of uh, not being emotionally well, right? Um, All of these things affect them, and it affects, in your case, their body sometimes, what they eat, what they don't eat, how they treat their bodies, how they treat themselves, right? And it's kind of like on my side, like how they treat their business, how they treat their platform, how they show up as a leader, right? All of mm-hmm. those things are affected by the things that people don't often see behind the curtain, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just wanted to, like, um, say that I, I get that and I can see how that happens. So how did you get to that place in your business and or in your life, Janae, where you realize that connection, the importance of that connection? Um,
1: a lot of the stuff on this, you know, in this conversation today, I'm gonna blame on God. <laughs> let me just, <laughs> let me say it like that. It's your fault, Jesus um so uh truly and honestly you know I say this thing like God you know when I when I die and I want to I go to heaven I always want to hear those words like well done good and faithful servant I want to die empty meaning I want to die and have given everything that I was supposed to give to my purpose like I don't want an ounce of anything still left inside of me and so I say that and I pray that and then God presents these ideas to me or he he like nudges me in a certain direction i'm like whoa 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 whoa, what a minute, wait a minute Mm -hmm. you know i said that but i didn't know it was gonna feel like this i didn't i didn't know what i was really getting myself into Mm -hmm. so you know coming out of college um went to grad school came out of grad school was working you know for this gym stuff got real wasn't working for that gym anymore and i was in this position in this place of you know am i going to try to go find a job at another gym, or am I gonna take a chance on myself? And I took a chance on myself. And as I was taking a chance on myself and you know, growing my relationship with God, it kind of, he just he pushed me that way. I don't know if it was um, something one day, I just sat down in my head and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I just, it was just like an inner knowing, I'll say that. And I'll say when I first started, this is another, you know how you have those memories and they just be so vivid, like mm-hmm. every time you talk yeah. about it, it's boom, it's just like yeah. in your mind. I can remember, um, cause I started my business six months after I graduated from grad school. So I can remember being in Starbucks. I had some of my, uh, textbooks from grad school. I was sitting down trying to like craft, um, a plan of how I was going to get new clients and also how I was going to like break down things and teach them things. So this guy was in the Starbucks. I ain't, I was minding my business. I ain't asked him nothing. So he looks over and he sees me and he sees me with my books. And so um at some point he just starts this gradual, this, yeah, this um, gradual conversation with me. He's like, hey, I see you got these books, da-da-da, what are you doing? You know, who are you? What do you do? And I give him my spiel, and he says he's in the fitness um, field. And then, you know, I tell him, you know, I he's like, What's your unique value proposition? I was like, Well, you know, I'm me for one. <laughs> and <laughs> <well>. <laughs> Come on somebody. And I was like, you know, I have a passion for Christ and that really does like just come out in everything that I do. So what I do is I blend fitness and faith. And Keisha, when I tell you this man looked at me in the face and was like, that's good and all, but you gonna miss out on some clients. So my business was in its infancy and I already had somebody saying no, don't do it like this. You shouldn't do it like the silence. Come on, somebody. You shouldn't do it like this. You're going to miss out on customers. And so mm-hmm. I ain't going to act like I was this strong, steadfast Christian. And I was like, no, get thee behind me, Satan. Because I was. <laughs> okay? Can we be honest? With, come on, somebody. So I I sat with that for a bit, right? And I had a conversation with my then boyfriend now husband just to get my emotions out and at the end of it i was like you know what Mm -mm. if they don't want to rock with me because i rock with jesus and i implement that into my business that's all fine and good that ain't that ain't stopping my show i didn't i didn't did it the other way I, i didn't work with clients and they dealing with so much stuff and they need jesus they need god and they is they struggling to get to their end result because they don't they it's a whole empty hole and they need to heal and you got to get that healing you got to go through jesus and i was like i'm not going to do it without him so you know that's kind of how it came about like this inner knowing and it was tested at the beginning but i don't want to disappoint god at the end of the day
0: you know what and you said a whole word there and something i wanted to actually bring up um Because I know this is something that some of our um, amazing women leaders listening to this are probably, um, I know for sure there's a couple who are going to hear this and who are going to be at that point where they know that having God, um, having faith, having that knowingness from God as a central part of their customer base, of the work they do. And they have been taught and told and fear-mongered like into believing that you're gonna miss out on all these people, or people are not gonna work with you anymore because you know you're spreading all this Jesus stuff or this God stuff, right? A lot of women go through that and they suffer in silence because of that, because it is an internal conflict. And I'm going to say in all transparency, it is one that I have had myself, right? In my journey, you know, it's because I'm a pretty open person compared to a lot of Christians. Let's just be honest, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have a high tolerance for differences with others, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it's because I'm at a place where I don't allow other people's points of view or differences to impact my relationship, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I am secure in being around so many various types of people because I'm going to do me at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know my source. I know where my power comes from. I know where my direction comes from, right? I know where my grace comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was in this, um, this new friend that I met, Nikki Klug, she's a um, celebrity interior designer, and she was talking the other day and she had this hashtag called Grace Over Grind, right, and it was about it when she was like, hey y'all, if you're new to me, just so you know, I'm a Jesus girl, and you know, this is kind of that thing, you know, but it's like, I know where my grace comes from, I know all of these things, but I struggled with that for a long time as much as i hate to say it i was a closeted not a closeted christian a closeted christian woman in business right because mm-hmm. it took me so long to feel comfortable like making that a main thing right you know mm-hmm. so i wanted to ask you what um guidance might you have for the woman who is at that point or she's been there for quite some time and she knows that there's just that nudging that it's probably time to kind of come out of the closet, so to speak, and really embrace the fullness of who you are and what you stand for in your business or if you are an executive or a higher level leader in your career. What, what, What would you say to her, Janae? Ooh, okay, Keisha, I will say a lot, okay.
1: I will start by saying that I get it and I understand, right? I get that, that nervousness in the knees, that, that, but those butterflies in the belly. I get being afraid that if you, quote unquote, you know, come out the closet or expose yourself, that people are going to bash you, that they're going to talk about you, that they're going to persecute you. I get it. Um, but also know that you are not alone it's you have sisters in the fight with you they are on the front lines and will be on the front lines with you i love um that passage in the bible where i can't remember who it is but somebody was afraid that it was just them in the battle but you know god told them to look to the hills and you know which come as your help and they saw in the spirit like all of these angels like these legions of angels ready to go to, you know, to on the battle for their behalf. And that's how I like to think of things. Like sometimes we feel like, you know, in this world that we live in, if we stand up and we profess our love for Jesus, our love for Christ, that people are going to bash us and that we're the only ones. And that's just not the truth, that um, there are people in the fight with you. I will also say to take a moment um, and take some time out to really fast and pray and pray specifically for their spirit of discernment because the the Holy Spirit will instruct you on specifics as it relates to you. Because we have some women um, in business who are Christians and the way they go about it um, is not outright, you know, it's a scripture written on this board and it's a scripture written on that board, but the, the, the basis of their business is built on the foundation of Christ. Right. So, you know, in praying and fasting and seeking God and the Holy spirit and asking him for you in your particular situation, show me what this looks like. You know, show me how I can, uh, more appropriately and more boldly represent you. Right. Um, and show it to me in a way where I do that and I'm not psyching myself out because for some, for some people and some women, it will be, you know what, um, maybe have a little scripture over here right maybe in your business once a month hold a prayer call for your clients right it'll look different for different people but for some people it will be hey you need to be a lot bolder that that might not be your ministry you might not be the the, the subtle the one that's able to do the subtle stuff maybe for you it's hey you have to come out the gate you're going to have to come out the gate bold because you have a whole lot of deception out there that I'm giving you you know charge over you're the general for this particular area and I need you to go in and set the captives free. So you you can't be all, you know, oh God is good. You gonna be the you're gonna have to be a mouthpiece. Right? So I would the second thing, definitely seek the Holy Spirit, fast, pray for discernment for your particular situation. Mm-hmm. I will also say get connected, like get connected to resources that continue to feed you. Like this podcast, for example, this podcast is going to continue to feed you to help build your boldness. You know, the word of God tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. So what does that mean? It means you have to consistently, proactively. Put yourself in positions where you are constantly hearing scriptures that nurture your spirit and nurture your soul. Same thing for business; you have to get around and be involved with other women, listening to other things that's going to continue to give you boldness. This podcast is going to give you boldness. I love the podcast um, uh, "Blessed and Boss Up." That's going to give you boldness. It's a podcast called "Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur." That thing is going to give you some boldness. So continue to feed your spirit because you'll be able to get stronger off the strength of other women and hearing their testimony. So um, I'll I'll cut it there, Keisha. I'll cut it there.
0: That's all right. Look, when I tell y'all, for those of you who are just listening, not watching the video, I'm over here taking notes. Um, So if there is a pause, okay, I'm down to the edge of this. (laughs) Okay. So there is nothing like having friends. Um, who get you, right, who can also pour into you. Like, one of the things that I have seen so much, Janae, in the business world, and I'll incorporate in careers also, right, because let me back up and say one thing when I say corporate, I'm going to try to say careers because not everybody in a career is in corporate, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people get so isolated, like as though their position doesn't matter. And here that could not be further from the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like that just could not be further from the truth. But for those who might be in career or in business of their own, some things that I have seen is that when you don't have a friend or a circle where you can actually come and get encouragement of your own, right? Like to be able to be poured into and be fed because you can sit with your Bible all day long or not and not get anywhere, to be very honest, right? It's important to be able um, to hear your friends, right? And to not be so afraid of perception, like so worried about where you're supposed to be this far ahead of them. So how can you possibly take any wisdom or discernment from them? Like you're going about it all the wrong way. Like my friend is talking to me and I'm over here taking notes. Why? Because there's something when you are connected, when people are connected to wisdom, right? There's so much value in life that you can glean from it. So if you just, I want to encourage women to be open to find you a sister friend, especially who can pour into you and encourage you. Because let me say this, on one of my other episodes, Conversations with Friends with um, Nikki Innocent, we talked about how sometimes friendships are not friendships at all. We talked about how sometimes you don't realize, but it's really a coach, coach coachy relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll have friendships where you're doing all the pouring into. I mean, all the pouring into. Janae, can you have, can you relate to that? Yes, ma'am.
1: Oh my goodness, yes, ma'am. And it's okay, right? It's it's okay, but you know, you have to realize what it is. Mm -hmm. So you can know, okay, this person, I see what it is. I understand the relationship. I am, I see this is a relationship where I need to pour into this person. So I can't necessarily expect when I need to, whatever, that this person is going to come through in their capacity, right? So I know I have this person over here who we pour into each other. I absolutely can
0: relate to that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, Janae, and I'm going to ask you then about that too, because you talked about how it's important, like it's perfectly okay, right, to sometimes be the person who has to do the pouring into. What I say, though, is that you also have to be willing to see the boundary and see where it is now becoming over, you've stepped over the line to where you are pouring So much, everything that you're getting and then you can never receive in reciprocation, any fuel, anybody pouring into you, any discernment, any wisdom, it's always a give, give, give relationship on the other side. That is not a friendship.
1: Right?
0: Absolutely, and we all seasons and periods where there are times where you know I know that my friends need me more now than ever. Right, mm-hmm. we go through periods of time, and I'm fully aware of that because I've learned to trust the dynamic. Right, but there were so many years where I, I'm gonna just say it, I was Boo Boo the fool when I tell you oh. you call me. It don't matter what time of the day or the night. I'm there. I'm available, <laughs> and it was perfectly fine at a point mm-hmm. until it started to feel like an obligation.
1: Yeah. You you just you hit that thing at the park, Keisha, um, because even in those relationships where you are the person that's encouraging, you still have to have boundaries mm-hmm. because you yourself it doesn't make sense for you to keep pouring and your cup your cup is empty, right? you you it's with wisdom and discernment people all things with wisdom and discernment of course we we sometimes we are the person that lifts other people up around us but we have to know when it's time to do what jesus did and steal away go sit by yourself on the mountain hear from the father get refilled get the direction for the day absolutely
0: and you know and and along with that and i'm going to say some things here probably in this conversation that you as well might make people feel a little uncomfortable Um, But hey, that's all right. She will not be silenced (laughs) because the truth of the matter (laughs) is, you know, we have to bring these things forth. You know, um, you have to be responsible and accountable for setting the boundary for yourself. And you have to feel so encouraged and trusting that there are women out there who will do the same for you if you've been doing for so many others. There are reciprocal friendships out there. And I don't think, especially, I'm gonna say it, especially as a black woman. Come on, somebody. You don't often know that there are reciprocal relationships. Like I talk about often how when growing up, it was always you, I was expected to give. It did not matter what. You give, you don't expect, you don't ask. Mm-hmm. So I gave and gave and gave and gave, and I was just as happy as could be until I wasn't anymore. Mm-hmm. Until I gave all that I had to give to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And would look around and those same people didn't even have the wherewithal to see that the strong friend was not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, And so I want to say that you have to know that you are deserving and worthy of friendships, Mm -hmm. client relationships, where it's not just a take, 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 give, give, give. There has to be mutual exchange. There has to be a return on energy. People talk about return on money all the time. Mm -hmm. There has to be a return on energy because that's when you will thrive You'll find happiness in the ways that you haven't before, whether this is in friendships, whether it's in a love type relationship, whether it's clients, whether it's employee, employer.
1: With has parent and
0: child. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. hmm hmm So we're just going to write right over to that point. Um, <laughs> parent and child. Janae, can you take it for a minute? <laughs> See,
1: the Ooh. thing is, you know, for, I'll just I'll just speak on me. I'm a I'm a married woman, right? I, I left my parents, I cleaved, I cleved Ooh. to my husband. <laughs> and in my adult life and my adult relationships, I have had to set up boundaries with my parents, right? I've had to set up boundaries with my in-laws that, you know. We, we're, our relationship, our dynamic has shifted. Our dynamic has changed. So, you know, uh, you necessarily can't call me and fuss at me because I ain't called you, right? we not, we're not doing that. <laughs> so it's, it's a respect that I have for my parents and it's a respect that they have for me. It's certain boundaries that we're not going to, y'all are not going to cross over into my marriage, right? And that's not... I'm thankful that with my parents in particular that hasn't been a super struggle or an issue they understand it they know it and they respect it but you know sometimes your parents might be a little bit too involved in your marriage Mm -hmm. okay uh it's okay to step back it's okay to set boundaries hey we ain't doing it my parents I know they're happy for me and my husband I know they want grandkids. <laughs> don't tell me about that no more. Mm-hmm. I do I want to hear. You want some more kids? Have them yourself. <laughs> have them yourself. Look, you have working body parts. Have them yourself. So, <laughs> so it got to a point I was like, you know, hey mom, hey dad, don't ask me about no grandkids no more. <laughs> Boundary. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm serious. And you know, for some people it's, it's, it's a little more than that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey mama, you can't keep calling me and unloading all of your stress on me walking away. Right. You, I'm not your therapist and I'm not your counselor. I'm not, I'm not that like I have a whole life and a whole family myself. So I have to let you know, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I have to, I have to have some type of balance in our relationship. Uh, For me, I started going to therapy in 2018 and, you know, some of the stuff that came out in my therapy session was some conversations that I need to have with with my mom Mm -hmm. and I had them and they weren't the easiest conversations, but I had to have them because Mm -hmm. I needed my mom to know a deeper side of me and I wanted to know a deeper side of her and I knew that would allow us to have a stronger relationship and a relationship that was built off of you know, who I am as an adult woman that wouldn't infringe on uh, her boundaries or my boundaries.
0: Boundaries are good, people. like there has to be a boundary that is created from an adult to adult relationship, right? One that would not have made sense when you were a child. And so being, having the confidence to put the boundaries in place, which brings me to my question I wanted to ask you, Janae. What do you recommend, or what's your advice for women, women leaders, women in more advanced roles, who need to have the conversations or the boundaries set with their parents? But the parent is not quite receptive.
1: If you know, my mom or my parents, I prayed about it, right? And if I needed to throw a little fast on there, I threw a fast on there. And in my prayer, God, you know, my heart, you know, I'm I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. Your word tells us you got to remind God of what he told us. Your word tells us that we are to confess our sins one to another so that we might be healed and whole. So I'm um, to this point, I'm standing on your word and I am doing this. I am sinking this not to be right, not to be, you know, I don't have to be right but so reconciliation can come so healing can come this is my heart this is my intention i want to be heard and i want to hear them you know i, I come against all you know disturb, uh, disturbing and destructive measures that i might not hear them and they might not hear me and god i need you to lead this i'm seeking you you told me to seek you and all that i do and this is what i'm doing I'm waiting on you, and I believe that you will give me an opening. Keisha, every time I didn't ask for that opening, guess who didn't provide it? Every time I, God, I'm feeling a certain way. I'm I'm offended. My feelings are hurt. I feel disrespected. I don't feel seen. I'm going to submit this to you. I'm going to tell you what your word says. I need you to, I need an opening. And when that opening comes, (laughs) I can always tell when that opening, because my heart, like inside of my shirt, be like, okay, I oh <laughs> look, look. Mm-hmm. So not only do I pray that, I pray for the boldness in the moments that I needed. Holy Spirit, empower me to be bold in this moment, supernaturally to say what needs to be said mm-hmm. and help me to say it in a way that is truthful, right? Because sometimes when we get into having conversations with our, our, our peoples, it's like, we kind of say what we want, but then it's like, well, you know, you you hurt my feelings a little bit. It ain't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We're not silencing ourselves. We are not minimizing our pain. We are not doing that. We have to be truthful, yeah. fully truthful, fully bold in that moment um, so that we can be seen and heard completely. So in moments where the opening has arisen, I would step through it as gracefully as I knew how. Hey, this is what's going on. This is what happened. This is how I felt about it. Um I've I've this is how it has affected me in my life. This is how it is, you know, affected my relationship with this and that person. Um, I just wanted to be open. I want you to let you know how I felt and I am open to you know hear what you have to say about it. Again, with wisdom and discernment, maybe you don't need maybe you don't need to hear nothing back. And that's right? something I was going to say. Yes. Maybe you don't need to hear wisdom and discernment, people, because it's gonna be different strokes for different folks everybody has a different relationship with their friends with their family with mm-hmm. their uncles with their aunties it's all different you have to seek the lord it's so important and so even in that conversation it's one in particular i can remember having with my mom it got a little dicey and that's okay right because what needed to be said was said what needed to be heard was heard and from that point a deeper better relationship has come out of that right so that's what I got to say. Pray, so, go a little fast on it.
0: When that when that opening comes, take that opening and don't minimize how you feel. Don't minimize how you feel. And what I'm hoping that you know all the people listening are, is getting from this is that you know you can interchange mother or father for husband or friend or coworker. Like the idea is there because relationships mimic patterns, right? And you have to recognize that, right? Like sometimes it might be easier for you to say it to your husband, but not to your mother, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's easier for you to say it to your friend, but not to your man, right? It's like those things, but you have to recognize the patterns that happen. And perhaps you're in a uh, space in your familiar relationship where this is just not going to happen. Right. I know people like that personally. Their parents at this point are completely closed off from any type of, they're not willing to hear because, as far as they're concerned, this is the child. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter you could be 30, 35, 40, 45, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're just not willing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a lot of trauma mm-hmm. and there has not been healing that has been allowed to take place and it really is not safe to sometimes have these types of conversations right Mm -hmm. but i think really praying and getting to that space where you can hear and you can heal and like janae said being willing to take the steps to go to see a therapist or (laughs) to get other types of healing that you may need maybe it's a spiritual counselor maybe even in addition to a therapist, a life coach, or, you know, it could be so many different things so that you can talk through these conversations, even if it's not with the person who's willing to hear it. I think it's so important that we be able to say the things, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Talking to Janae and telling her about my experience with my mother. Right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I wish I could say that to her, but I know that it will not be a fruitful experience for either of us. Right? Mm -hmm. But being able to have someone that I trust, someone that feels safe, to be able to share and to get that encouragement and someone to say, I see you, Mm -hmm. I hear you, right? You've got this and it's going to be okay. Right? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes being able to have that when it comes to relationships is critical. I a thousand percent agree with that because you know sometimes
1: um there are people who like you said there is trauma there is abuse there is danger there you know there are some parents who's like I don't care a child needs to stay in a child's place Mm -hmm. we we weren't raised like that you being soft Mm -hmm. you know we ain't (laughs) crying over here girls or boys we ain't allowed to cry we ain't allowed to have no feelings you better shut up you better deal you better get strong absolutely there absolutely are instances like that and in those instances you still have to lead with prayer and you have to get help right Mm -hmm. i love i sought out a christian therapist right i loved my therapist because at least even if my mom and i and my family and i because this this has really transpired against you know in multiple relationships um even if i wasn't able to talk to my peoples i was still able to talk to her Mm -hmm. and i could do the work because even if um i wasn't able to establish a new pattern with my parent that pattern would have still presented itself in a friendship or in a relationship or something else and at least me talking it out me seeing my triggers me understanding it me being able to lift that thing up in prayer I then can notice it in relationships that I have with colleagues, relationships that I have with friends, even the relationship that you might have with your son or daughter one day. Mm -hmm. Like there there you can get your practice. There you can get the, you know, pseudo or the, not pseudo, but the surrogate healing that you need. So absolutely.
0: Yeah. And like you said, you know, being able to, Have a safe place where you can do so, right? And sometimes, like I said before, that safe place may come as multiple places, right? To Mm -hmm. experience different things. You know, we talk a lot about how a lot of therapists, for example, focus on helping you with the things that have already happened, right, and sometimes you may work through that with them, and you may get a life coach or leadership coach or someone mm-hmm. to help you with the things going forward, how to take that and actually before it moving and utilize it and uh, have it keep you from making those same errors you know as you're navigating and so when we talk about having women who are leaders. Um, Sometimes, like I said, women in business, sometimes they're in executive roles, sometimes they're in other careers. What is your experience, Janae, with being, what is your experience with being silenced? In so you talked about that experience you had when you were first getting started. What experience have you had being silenced or feeling silenced? as you have actually kind of ascended and up leveled into higher uh, profile roles or higher levels of leadership. This is going to sound so cliche.
1: Okay. But the things that I dealt with at the beginning are still things that I deal with now to a greater degree. Okay. When I first started out, this man, you don't need to, you don't need to be talking about your faith. You don't need to blend your faith with your fitness. Now, on a a different level it's it's always this um janae do not be afraid to speak truth and sometimes you know truth is the the truth of god and sometimes truth is coming against these fake trainers out here oh my god keisha what It's so many trainers out here that don't know what they talking about Mm -hmm. don't know what they talking about they have certifications. Just because you have a certification does not mean you pass well and does not mean you know the
0: material good. And I, yes, <laughs> Jeanette, uh, I think I think many of us can experience that in our respective lanes. Being leaders and seeing the, you know what, continue. Just, <laughs> because you, it's
1: you are you are you are ill-equipped. Not only are you ill-equipped, you are out here hurting people. Because this is this is this is the passion for fitness that I have, right? For certain people, this is their last hope. If if they can't figure this out, then they are resolved to be sick and disease-written for the rest of their lives. Like fitness and health gives people the capacity to take back their lives. Like with proper dieting and um Lifestyle changes, you can, we can reverse diabetes, certain mm-hmm. cancers, hypertension, like this stuff is reversible. And when you mess with somebody and lie to them and jack their hormones up and jack their metabolism up, you are doing more harm than good. So sometimes it's, it's, it's flat out me like, hey, y'all, this really popular influencer on Instagram that's a really popular fitness person, a really popular wellness person has millions of followers. They don't know what they're talking about. They're trying to get you to lose uh, your abdominal fat and your body don't work like that. And then when I come up, and this is another thing that I had to fight off uh, a couple of years ago, because I had really fatigued in this, this spot that I was in because I feel like I, I was coming against so much pseudoscience to the point where I would meet people and I would tell them the correct science. They'll be like, uh-uh, how you gonna tell me? How you tell me? I spent thousand dollars in, in, in undergrad and grads. How you telling me, uh-uh? what so i got i got so fed up with that till it's like i stopped for a moment so for me um being bold and telling the truth as it relates to fitness as it relates to fad and as it relates to my faith because even in those things it's it's still a nervousness that somebody's gonna call me out and i'm not going to have a, a response honestly it's realizing janae when has it ever really happened to you never oh okay cool <laughs> right Janae, I, I'll be quiet. My own self. I won't. Sometimes I won't say what I need to say in moments that I need to say it. I silence my own self because I'm like, what if I don't have the answer? What if I get called out? Oops. But how many times does it actually happen? Again, Keisha, never.
0: Oh, Janae, Janae, silencing our own self is I'm gonna say probably eighty to eighty five percent. Maybe more. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Chow, this is why I am a huge advocate for working particularly with leaders. Um, Because there is a responsibility that comes with leadership. 100%. There is a responsibility to um, have, to educate yourself. Um, There is a responsibility to hold yourself and your team accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a responsibility to see the harm that can come from the advice that we give right um or for a harm that can come by us promoting others um collaborating with others um whose methodologies and work is does not come with wisdom does not come with discernment Uh, and quite frankly there are a lot of people whose work really comes with just profitability in mind And as leaders, we have an obligation
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: to have a level of integrity that's even above and beyond the expectation, you know, that we have. And so one of the things you talked about silencing yourself and in my work in particular, that is probably the majority of the work is experiences where you literally silenced your own self. -hmm. And I know that because I, when I tell you the number of years (laughs) Janae and I were talking about it before we came on here, like literally times where she was like, "I'm look," she was like Keisha, "What I remember like two years ago, your assistant, you know, emailed me about you know they're doing a podcast (laughs) with you, right?" She's like, "You know, is this the same thing?" And I'm like, "Um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yes." All right. It, you know, it is. Why? Because I silenced my own self. A lot of the things that Janae talked about that came up is the what if I don't know this answer or like sometimes because I help women really kind of tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not at all in the traditional way that you typically hear people talk about storytelling. Right. It's not that it is. You know what? There is that one woman back there in the crowd who has been needing to hear exactly what you went through. That one person who needed to hear it is actually going to do the work and water the seed. And she's going to grow a community of women who were nurtured because you spoke to her, because you knew it was a knowing that someone needed to hear what you went through. Mm And a lot of the work that I have is that it's not for the fanfare. It sometimes it will come with that, right? But those are kind of the byproducts of doing the work of saying that, you know what, I know if I can help, you know, five women from you know this particular thing, if I can help five women to stop silencing themselves, stop missing out on partnership deals, stop missing out on sponsorships, stop missing out on corporate contracts. Stop missing out on things because they have silenced themselves before they even got to the opportunity. If I can stop five women from doing that, then I'll tell my story, right? And so a lot of it has to do with the self-silencing, the things that all come up that make us go, but, 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 right? You know, what if I'm not? Like my husband tells me all the time, he's like, baby, you have the education and the experience. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know this stuff, mm-hmm. Keisha. You know they're like, but what if that one person <laughs> They never ain't gonna show up, but it's what like- if they <laughs> and when they do show
1: up, god the Holy Spirit inside of you will give you the grace to be able to handle the situation. Mm-hmm. yeah We have to we really have to trust the Holy Spirit inside of us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we have to know that we got this. We have to know that because we have the integrity because we're doing it for reasons that the world may not understand, right? Mm -hmm. That it's going to come to pass, right? The people will trust us. They'll trust us because we say, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me check and let me get back to you, right? You know, let me check some of my resources. Let me look into this and find out. Being able to say that to me is a huge credibility booster Mm -hmm. in leadership and I think that with so many women especially feeling like well what if I don't know or what if this or what if that right it's perfectly okay yes it's okay not to have the answer all the time It's okay you are not a robot you're not and people have entire teams of specialists Mm -hmm. because they may not know but someone on the team they can get back with You know, think back to when we had a competent competent presidency, right? (laughs) And there was a team of specialists. And if they didn't know, they would say, you know what? We're going to defer to, you know, the Health and Human Services, you know, uh, chief. And we'll get back with you all, you know, at our next press conference with a credible reply, you know. And so leaders must stand up and must be willing to know that, at the, your core, you know how to guide your people. well, you know that there is a journey mm-hmm. right to your lane, and you have to have confidence uh in your capability mm-hmm. right to guide the journey and i talked talked about this a
1: little on instagram um you know i'm this health trainer i'm this wellness coach that you know over the span of some years gained weight and then at the end of 2018 I gained weight rapidly so I was embarrassed big 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 levels huge embarrassment because it was like I'm a fraud who am I I'm this girl who does this and does this and I promote this but something is happening with my body and I've gained all this weight me going to my OB realizing I'm, I'm my hormones are really off the rifter it's like my body is not communicating like it's supposed to Mm -hmm. a lot of things is happening in my body and it wasn't until I opened up about that like hey y'all I've been secretly shamed I've been hiding my body I've been hiding my truth Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. your girl gained some weight yes I'm a fitness trainer yes I'm an advocate of healthy living and all it but I didn't gain some weight and I didn't gain a lot of it and I really can't even fit in any of my clothes Mm -hmm. and I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed but I'm not going to stay here. Let's do this together. Keisha. when I tell you droves of women in my comments on YouTube, oh my God, me too. Whoop de whoop. I had to stop hiding what was helpful because in my authenticity and in my transparency, not only have I been healing myself, helping myself, keeping myself accountable, it's women out there oh, she was supposed to have it together and she's still struggling?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, let me see how she's managing it. Yep, yep. And I love that you said that, Janae, and I just wanted to sit with that for a second so that people can really hear, you know, what it is that you were saying there and with your experience of that. And I think um, one thing I want to call forward from that, from what you shared, is that when you are... In leadership, when you're seen as a leader of the troops, right, of the community, being able to allow them to see what might be up ahead, right, gives you the chance to help a few of those women not have to get to that point, right? You know, you take, you bring in your educational background with what you have learned through experience, not just things happening to you, but recognizing that that thing was a journey, Mm -hmm. right? Allows you to be a few steps ahead to prepare those for what might be to come and to put some measures in place Mm -hmm. that might um, lessen the pain that they may go through, right? Or it may help to bring forth some things they may not have thought to check to have your hormones checked, right? To have this thing, you're able to share that journey and bring some things forth that might prevent them from actually experiencing that thing. You know what I mean? Right. That they may otherwise by just telling them the things that have worked, right? Sharing the journey about, this is what happened, right? This is what happened to me. And I think it also
1: gives you a fresh compassion. Like I am a million times a better person, daughter, trainer, because of what I went through, right? Like it's a different level of compassion yep. that I have for the women that I help. It was one woman, she she stopped by my DMs and she was like, hey, she was like, I'm so glad that you, you share your journey with me. She was like, cause I wouldn't trust a really super skinny trainer mm-hmm. and i was like my god my god because that w- that's what i used to bank like mm-hmm. i got the abs and i got the arms so that proves mm-hmm. that i know what i'm doing yep. yeah it proves prove that you know what you're doing but does it prove that you can meet people at a personal level can you empathize with them can you really fully understand what they're going through i see myself as i guess more a servant leader and the thing the thing you have to know about me sometimes i have to talk out what I'm thinking. So I talk it out and I go around Mm -hmm. the corner and come back and swing again. And then I, I, then I eventually land the the helicopter. But um, yeah, I just, I know that people trust me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I do not take that lightly. Mm -hmm. I have never taken that lightly. So if you tell me something in confidence, sis, it's in confidence. If you tell me something Mm -hmm. that you, you bear your soul, sis, it ain't leaving here. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I get it. I hear you. I see you. Like I, I hear exactly where you're coming from. And for those of you who are listening, I want you to know that there's probably the majority of the women listening to this are that exact way, Janae, where they need to talk through it. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of women hire me right because they need to sometimes talk through it and go around it and then come back to it and then they're like bam like and it's it's so solid in themselves right mm-hmm. because when you have so much to give when you have so much to teach when you have so much to pour out right when you have such a willingness to be a vessel and to Give it away, right? Sometimes there's so many different competing answers, even. Yes. So many different perspectives that you can give for one answer to one question. hmm Right. It's like, okay, am I going to talk about this as the why? Okay, is this from the black woman perspective? Wait, is it because I'm on business? Or, like, literally, because their perspective that you're using shifts where you go with the answer, where you go with what you're teaching. And that's why one of the steps in my framework is is their perspectives, right? It's all about, okay, what are the various perspectives with which I can actually give insight into this one thing? And you may find that you have seven clever, skillful, intelligent answers or pieces of advice or pieces of wisdom that are factual, that are accurate, that are encouraging, right? That are forward moving to one simple question that's posed to you. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's, the, it's the truth, right? It's the truth. Like, so that's why I tell people, don't be afraid that you're not going to know the answer. It's rarely that. Is that you can speak from so many different perspectives mm-hmm. that you just aren't sure which way do I take this? Mm-hmm. It's one thing when you're in dialogue, but when you're on behind a screen trying to reply to a comment on Instagram or trying to reply to an email with someone who you don't really have a relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, you get to that point where it's like, I don't want to seem like I don't know because it's the opposite problem. I I do know. -hmm. Right? I do know, but how do I bring that forth in a concise way? Like, I'm the one who will type the long email out and then, like, go back and delete, like, most of it once. Like, how do I succinct this? Right? How do I, you know, just say it and get to the point, you know? Right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I can come from so many different angles Mm -hmm. that it's like, look, Keisha, ain't nobody (laughs) got time for that. And number one, they didn't pay for that. I'm just going (laughs) to say, so it brings me to the, the last question I wanted to ask you, Janae. What do you have to say? Or what what guidance or advice do you have for women, these women, women leaders like yourself, like you you and I, who you know how we talked about kind of a closet God girl, right? Like, you know, how do you do when you're really a closet, big money, big revenue? Big goals, need big finances type of girl. Hope I want to make
1: some money. I want to make some money. I want to have some money.
0: I want to spend some money. I want nice things. I want nice things. Who I said want to oh, have a private jet potentially someday or stock in one. I love a big stock portfolio. Um, I'd like to have homes on the Amalfi Coast and one here. Like what do you do when you want to enjoy the fruit of profit and revenue? I think but oh you're in the closet God. about that there's that insecurity about sharing that or coming from that angle. I think
1: it kind of comes back to the fact that well, I, I love this passage of scripture because it says that um, a good man leaves his grandchildren an in inheritance. Man, woman. how How do you expect to do that? Mm-hmm. And you ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, We love to say, I'm a good person. I'm a good, well, one of the things that God says determines that you are a good man, a good woman is leaving something for your children. Now, if you don't leave anything for your children, for your grandchildren, that doesn't, that doesn't make you a bad person, right? Let let me just put Uh that out, uh okay? But in order for you to live and breathe and move the kingdom forward, you have to have something. I think it, I think it falls back on what's your motivation? Uh Because, you know, Having money is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We need money is a tool, really. When you think about it, it's it's neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. It just depends on whose hands that it is in. I'd rather it be in my hand, your hand, a kingdom-driven entrepreneur, a kingdom career woman, because at least we can circulate and put the money where it needs to go. Oh, you need help for this? Okay, let's let's give you some money for. Oh, you need a lawyer? Because all of this stuff that's that's going on in the media now. With the young guy who got shot down, like I don't know how his, you know. You need a top tier lawyer for something like that for these mm-hmm. national cases like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I have it in my my boom. I can give to, because yep. that that's been one of my prayers for, him. and I got it out of this book. Uh, Cindy Trim is like, God. I want to be a kingdom millionaire so I can give to worthy causes. Mhm, mhm. And yeah. sometimes that worthy cause is yourself. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. I just, I think. That if we get in a place and really look at um what God has to say about it, right? We look at um was it Solomon, one of the richest people in the land. We look at David. Like David was a, a man of what, like, if we come from a place that is a good place, it's not a self-seeking place, it's not a place of, hey, I got this to prove that I'm better than you. Uh i um, it's it's a pride thing, it's an ego thing. If you are void of that. And you are using your money wisely. You are using it to save some, to get you some nice things, to live. The Bible, where are you going? My, my home has many mansions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we serve mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. God. Right. So right. it's okay. I think it's, giving mm-hmm. yourself permission to be like, hey, I have this and it's okay. Yeah. I, think it's, I think that's the first part of it. Yeah. Like realizing it's okay
0: realizing that it's okay it's okay and like and quite frankly it's really okay quite frankly it's fabulously okay because as you said how many times like i always say you know you have how you want to end homelessness in your town having enough money and resources can do that when it's in the hands of those who desire to serve, to give, to shift, to transform. I always say for women who want to change the world with money, with resources, in the hands of those who are designed to change the world is what is needed because there is no shortage of money Mm -mm. anywhere on this planet. And you cannot serve on the level of your capabilities, yes. when you do not see the value or the worthiness um, in being able to receive financially, you know you you can serve. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can buy groceries for the for that family next door, but when you can open up the grocery store, period to be able to serve that entire town, that entire city, you're able, the level of which you're able to serve exponentially shifts. And you're really able to move forward, move forward, the communities move forward so many things. And so I think along with that, Janae, is that we have to feel comfortable and know that we're gonna do blessed things with the resources right that we can be always say god you can trust me with money that's it right and he used to not be able to trust me with money because i didn't know any better oh that will preach do you understand i didn't know any better and that's real because guess guess who that was that
1: was also my story absolutely god had to god is in the character development business you know, he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Sometimes if he gives you stuff out of the wrong season, it's, gonna, it's not going to help you. It's going to harm you. You're not going to look to him. You're going to be looking at everything else. Fine mm-hmm. going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I wanted to add to this, like, le- women leaders and wealth is other women need to see you. Yep. Yep. We, we, mm-hmm. Sister, we need to see you. Mm-hmm. We need to see what's possible. Mm-hmm. We need to see Absolutely. and know your story. Mm-hmm. Oh, she came from this, oh, she did that, oh, she discovered, this. and she's where, that is encouragement, sure that is. literally is part of your testimony, you living
0: out loud, people need to see that, For that's sure part is. of your journey, yep. share that with us. Yep, I agree, and then too, what people may not realize, Janae, is that by not, by being afraid to share, you might actually be missing out on people who might work with you, and so feeling comforted that there is Um, There's an energy around what is what matters to you and what you're desiring to do, what imprint you're wanting to leave. That you may be unnecessarily, like shifting people the other direction because they don't know that you're also a legacy. My husband say legacy Mm -hmm. focused, right? Don't forget we're legacy focused, Mm -hmm. Keisha, Don't forget we're legacy focused, right? If I know that you are legacy focused, right, I'm more likely to pay a little bit more attention. When I'm looking to build my personal development or my business development, because I will assume that my ideas are not too big for you to hold space for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we have to have the comfort in that and knowing. So, Janae, let me ask you this as we wrap this up. What final words do you want to share about anything? that you think what could be a blessing might be an encouragement or something to even think about a little bit deeper to women who are in leadership, who are at a place where they cannot be silenced anymore, that can't, they can't self-silence anymore to the point to where they are not representing the fullness of who God has created them to be.
1: I would want them to know that there are other women who are in the, in this thing with you. I would say that what you have to share is not frivolous. That is it's not silly. It's not unimportant. That is actually very important. Even the small minor things that you think, don't mean much they mean a lot even even if you're nervous even if you're scared mm-hmm. you're doing what you need to do you're speaking up you are sowing seeds yep. Yep. it will not come back to you void even if even in the face of because let's be real sometimes us speaking up using our voice sometimes there's backlash with that mm-hmm. yep hmm? mm-hmm. there, there's back yep. it's okay mm-hmm. It's okay, you will be fine. You mm-hmm. will be, God will send other people to build you back up by virtue of me just saying something. Mm-hmm. So many
0: other people got the benefit of my voice. Yes. Yes. Janae. Who do you serve in your work and where can people follow you and get connected to you? And why should they, to be honest, if if it's for them.
1: Mm-hmm. So I serve millennial women who are looking to um, heal their bodies naturally and to who want to live these like bold supernatural lives. I help women who are not trying to always run to the doctors or have ran to the doctors and it this ain't working, nothing is working. What's next? So I help them heal their body naturally through lifestyle changes, through faith, through prayer, through fasting, through foods, and who really want to live these supernatural lives. Hey, God, in your word, you promised us this, this, and that. And I'm looking around my life, and I don't see this, this, and that. So I'm really helping them bridge the gap between, okay, God, this is this is what you said, and how do I walk this thing out? How do I have the faith? How do I grow the faith? How do I grow the the strength, the the, the boldness, the courage to actually uh, make grab the the promises that you have for me Mm -hmm. so i feel like um why should they follow me if they are a woman who is looking to heal who is looking to get somebody to do this with them who um someone who wants to be involved in a community in a sisterhood come on over we do this thing together we live together you know obviously god uses our foundation and everything builds from there and i really am huge on um love and compassion and support so if you know there's something that you need and you lack that's what I'm here for. That's the, the the love that I provide, the resources that I provide. And you can see the digital courses that I have, the coaching that I have on my website, Utley.com. And I also have a um, free masterclass. It's called Protect Your Promise. And it's about what? Protecting your promise. What does it mean to stand on a scripture and really stand on that thing without wavering, make you a little weak, but build yourself back up. Mm-hmm. How, what does it look like to really stand on a scripture to, um, kind of meet God where he is so you can live a supernatural life
0: look y'all heard that okay so y'all I'm gonna have um all of Janae's her links where you can go to to look at her course check out her community so if you're listening to us on the podcast if you just click on the podcast link and go over to com slash podcast you will see Janae's Um, and I's conversation and you'll be able to go there and you can follow her. If you don't know how to spell her name, it'll all be there. Um, She's at Janae Emily Utley. So Janae, thank you so much for this conversation. Like I'm starting to feel like I'm going to have to have part twos with like my conversations with friends. Right. Because when there's an existing relationship of trust, there's so much you can talk about. Like people don't realize leadership is not business. Mm -mm. Right leadership is you know what I mean like it it encompasses all areas like there's so much we can talk about relationships you know which I do want to talk look y'all know what let's have me back on part two coming (laughs) in We're going to have to stop it there, but I hope you all got this. To so go to KeishaShields.com slash podcast. And also you can go there to get the link to the YouTube video that'll be posted with my conversation with my beautiful friend, Janae Emily Utley. Thank you, Janae. Thank you. Can I, can I say something about you really quick? Yes.
1: So Keisha has been both my friend and my coach. And one of the biggest things that I got from our time working together was Keisha really gave me the confidence and the boldness for me to be myself because I came from um, living this way and being in my grad program, being the only African-American woman in my grad program, I kind of got into this uh, rut where I was this buttoned up version of who I am supposed to be and like as you can see in this podcast I'm very I'm you know very about my business I'm very passionate about what I'm passionate about but I'm like la- I laugh and I, I joke and I do faces and I'm animated and Keisha really helped me to show that in my business like I, I do attribute that to like my part of my journey to her for that so thank you Keisha oh uh,
0: look I like those kind of additions <laughs> that was was really awesome you know and that's exactly it you know and it's like yes you know Janae was one of my clients you know as she mentioned and one of the things I love about and it's like I sometimes don't mention it right and it's not because I don't want to mention it it's Mm -hmm. because I'm so used to giving people space for their privacy and their discretion that I tend to let my former clients, like, bring it forth themselves, right, you know, mm-hmm. and so I appreciate you actually saying that, you know, and there's something about being able to represent who you are and bring forth all the parts of who you are, which is why I really emphasize in the work that I do now is that all of the value that you bring to the table, mm-hmm. right, We're, we're working to what is all the value, not just the value as a woman or just as a business owner or just as an executive or just as this, what's all the value you bring. And right. And we can't do that by segmenting the parts of your life, right? You, we can't do that by solely talking about your, your business, right? You know, I need to understand more about who you are, what you represent, what you stand for, and who silenced you along the way? Because yeah. most of the time, we find the gold right up in there that we need to really bring forth all the parts of you, you know, so that you can get the moving parts working together, you yeah. know. So I appreciate you saying that, Janae, and I love you so much. And we're gonna do a part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, y'all, thank you.